Welcome, everybody, to a very somber episode of the Potter Skew podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. Um, before I even let you come in, Rico, I'm going to tell everybody the reason it is somber and you're not getting our normal startup is um, it is November 12th, 2018, and we got some very sad news. <laughs> Shit. Sad news today. Um can't do it, Rico. Let me take over. Yeah, yeah. We, got, we got some sad news. Um, though Stan the man, Stan Lee, has passed away at age 95. And it's going to be hard for both of us. Uh, CJ and I both talked about Stan in a couple episodes. Uh, clearly, we were a fan of the man. Uh, it's it's going to be hard. So if you are like us and you're in mourning, you know, this is this is um, in in remembrance. This is a dealing with the shock. This is a tribute. This is just a love letter to. I can only sp- I can speak for myself in this one, but I didn't have a grandfather growing up. Both my okay. grandfathers died when I was when I was a little kid, um, and I have very I have one memory of my father's father, which um, but Stanley was sort of the unofficial grandfather for, for a lot of people. Of us. For a, and lot a lot of, of people. people. A lot of people. Um, it, uh, um, I I would say you know we we give Kevin Smith all the credit in the world for this show existing, which is very very true. There's no bullshit in any of that. But if there's no Stan, there's no Kevin, and there's no there's no show. Yeah, I mean he he if if Kevin is the inspiration. Then for for Potosku, then Stanley is the unofficial fairy godfather for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, I mean, yeah, I mean, he really he really was. I mean, his optimism. I've never seen that guy let out any form of nope. anger. I've I've seen him be somber. There was an art, a documentary where um, they focused a little bit about his life, and we will talk about his life. Uh, normally we would have Steph, the unofficial fact checker, helping us out, but that's going to fall on CJ today. I got it. Um, I remember, I remember him, his daughter, Stanley's daughter, uh, died of, I think, a suicide. Uh, she was a drug addict and went through a lot of hardships and either overdosed or was a suicide. Um, and I know that broke Stan up significantly as well as his, uh, his wife Joni, um, right? Obviously, so. Hey, Rico, um, I've I've got a lot of his stuff up, but oh, you know what? I'll look it up because I, dude, I'm telling you, I think it's almost to the day of his of his of his daughter's death of his wife of Joni. I think it's almost. Oh, really? To the day. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now. But um, yeah, I mean, and that was the other thing was I mean the the man had two loves of his life. Well, three. One was his daughter. One was his beloved wife. And I would also argue that us, the fans, and the comic world were the reason why he still kept going every day after Joni's life uh, ended. Okay. And, Just a quick, ahead. quick, um, uh, no, it's not to the same. It's she, she passed away in June or july of last year so not to today i thought it was but no no still 
Can you double can you double check on uh, his daughter? See if uh... there's only two kids coming up for me. Joan, who's still alive, so it's Joan. It's not Junior with daughters, but I don't know the second Joan, and then no, it's just juniors for daughters. Okay, um, Joan Joan Junior, I guess then, and then there is Jan Lee. Now, according to this, and I don't think this is right, but according to this, she was born and died in the same year, 1953. So, well, maybe, uh, maybe his daughter didn't die. The other one, Joan Jr. Maybe she just, uh, maybe she tried to do something. Her. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might've been something like that. But that, my point is that's the only time I've seen him ever not be upbeat and optimistic right. and right, happy. Right, right. It's, it was him talking about it. And, um, man, that, that dude was a fucking beacon of light. I mean, yeah. always pose with, Doing the superhero pose, you know, with his with his, you know, knuckles on his hips, you know, doing the superhero the suit. I mean, every photo he's just he's just doing that, or he'll do the he'll do the Spider Man web shooter pose. I mean, that he, dude. Yeah. He lived knew, he for knew who he was us. in this world. He knew who he was. He knew what he meant to everybody that he affected. You know, I actually need to. So here, that's for Stan. Crack a bottle. I I wish I was I wish I was sharing a beer with you right now, but I don't think I want to. Well, I don't you, think I'd stop. Today is, today is today is also been you. pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, you've had a well, you've had a rough day already <laughs> that we're not going to get into he, today. Today's all about Stan, but you've had a yeah. rough day already. Um, this has been this has been a rough week, but Stan. It's uh, only Monday. <laughs> That's a it's only part. Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stan's death really just was not the thing we needed today. Yeah, so um, not going to go blow by blow through his entire life because shit, he's 95. And and as Kev always says, and our normal tribute to Kev is often as we try to do it, big bucket of win, like cauldron of fucking win, like, you know, for Stan. Like, no doubt about it. Like, it's a tragedy and it sucks, but it's not a tragedy in the sense that, you know, he died in a car accident when he was, like, 40 or something like that, or a drug overdose or some craziness like that. man lived a long, long life. Now, I have not heard how he passed, unfortunately. I'm not finding any information on that, but, I, hey, he was 95. It's pretty simple. It could have been his age, you know? Yeah. I, I do think it was probably just just broken heart of Johnny. It could be that too, and he's been through some shit since she died. I mean, he—we talked about it on another episode. He's been through it, and you know, if it's because of Joan, I hate to say, it, but I'm surprised it took this long. You know, because I've seen couples that within weeks of one another when they've been together as long as these two. You know, I mean, so. shit. Look at what happened to. Uh... Carrie Fisher and uh, her mom. I mean, they yeah. died within a day of each other. I mean, yeah, you know, it just sometimes that shit just you can. It just proves you can die of a broken heart. Um, it's it's unfortunate, man. I mean, he was like I said, he was just a huge part of everyone's life. I mean, he he was the closest thing. You said it many times. He was modern day Shakespeare. He yeah. was. 
the Kev, Disney that we got to grow up with. Yeah, and Kev put a beautiful thing on Instagram, which you can link to from Twitter. So when you get a chance to read it, it's gorgeous, but I do recommend a box of tissues when you do, because it's Kev. Yeah. Um, and as much as he gives people like Mark Bernardin credit for writing, when Kev needs to, the man can write, you know, and he wrote a beautiful tribute to Stan. Um, he called him Mark Twain, which I think is yeah. a really, really neat um, analogy as well. So Without the racism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even, but, well, okay, I'm not going to, there, there may be some overt stuff in the earlier years, <laughs> some of those books, but yeah, before, you know, he, here's the thing about Stan, even if there was, he came around on it and realized that it was wrong and fixed it. You know what I mean? Like went out of his way to fix shit like yeah. that. So um, you want to talk about Mark and Kevin being writers. Stan was a writer. Oh. I mean, yeah. he, he set the stage back in the 40s when really was a lot of just, I mean, Batman and Superman, all the other issues for DC were very good, but very generic. Um, and he took over for Captain America. And there's a lot of um, people think he wrote and created Captain America. He didn't. Um, it was uh, Jack the King Kirby. Yep. And, and Kirby started, um, I mean, Marvel Comics wasn't in Marvel Comics. Uh, but then Stan started out, if I remember correctly, started out as just basically an assistant and then worked his way up to editor and then was getting super disillusioned with everything. And he said, I'm going to leave. I'm, I just can't, you know, this is just, it was also this, just this embarrassment because he would always uh, tell whenever someone asked him, what did you do for a living? He said, oh, I'm a writer. Oh, what'd you, what do you write? He said, oh, I write for magazines. Oh, what kind of magazines? He said, well, I really write for comic books. And there was this, this open stigma of being embarrassed of his craft. And he, because, you know, comics were really for children. And now comics are for everybody. And now, I mean, and then so Joni told him, he's like, well, listen, if you're going to quit, quit yeah. writing what you want to write. Well, the worst that'll happen is you quit or they fire you. What the fuck? What do you care? Yeah. I'm sure she didn't say that. I'm sure Joni was a fucking angel, didn't swear like me. Um, but she, and then, and that was the birth of the Fantastic Four. He wrote down the Fantastic Four. He got some, he got, I think, I think it was Kirby who illustrated it. And all of a sudden, it was just, it was not magic. It was science. It was science and, and real people with real thoughts that you could actually relate to. The thing, you know, had a whole lot of humanity, but was looked at himself on the outside as a monster. You know, this giant rock orange thing of all things. Yeah. All things. You, know, fan, you know, Mr. Fantastic, super intelligence, but also had a huge dark streak. Dr. Doom... Oh, that's, that's, that's sweet. Yeah. Dr. Doom, Stanley had a cameo in Kevin's movie Mallrats. Yes, he did. And yeah. Which I would argue is probably one of the earliest Stanley cameos. Might be the first. Let me look up his no, the No, technically the first one was in a Incredible Hulk TV movie in, like, I want to say 77. The one with um, Phil Bixby? 
Yeah, be, he okay. was on the sh- he was on the show. Okay, and there's a part where he's in, I think, in the jury, and I mean, it's a young er Stanley. To be, let's be honest, Stanley has looked like Stanley how he's looked for thirty years, yeah, if not longer. <laughs> if not longer, I mean, the, I mean, that's always been a sort of reoccurring joke that you know he's been older than life, but still has all this life. I mean, even The Simpsons made fun of him, where. They sort of portrayed him as this old eccentric man who truly believed that he was the Hulk. And he was like ripping off his shirt, being like, I'm the Hulk. I can do it. I used to be able to do it. And the comic book guy's like, sure, Stanley, sure. Like, but in in Mallrats, he has this cameo where he's he's giving some words of wisdom to uh Brody. Brody. And Brody is just going through this whole breakup and whether he should get over the girl. And Stanley just tosses some wisdom at him about, you know, I looked at Dr. Doom as myself. You know, I covered myself with a mask because I deep down I felt ugly. You're like, even though Kevin wrote the fucking words, you 100% believe that Stan said, I wouldn't say that. I'd say this. I don't mean to embellish my my stanley impression but I'm no just, no you're no so you know, i'm not sure i want to give you some some stuff here on his credits because some of this stuff's really interesting um he was a narrator on that incredible hulk tv series with will bixby i don't think i knew that um so he narrated all the episodes for that show he was a narrator for Spider-Man and his amazing friends. His first on-screen anything from the look of it, if I'm reading this right, is the the trial of the Incredible Hulk, which I'm assuming is that movie you're talking about. He's Called un- it, yeah, because he's in the jury. He's technically uncredited, according to this. So he's there. So I'm not uh-huh. disputing that fact, but he's a so his first credited online or on-screen. If I'm seeing this right, is Jugular Wine, a vampire odyssey. He's a character named Professor Baker. Mm, But that, okay, all right. That's first credited. Like I'm, I'm not disputing your whole thing here, but that's that's. But the point is, is he was doing it out in late, early, mid seventies. No, first, first one was eighty. Well. The the Hulk thing was 89. Oh, 89? 89, yeah. Because the series ran wow. from 82 to 83. Um, uh, I thought it was the 70s. That's my bad. No, no worries. Um, And then... So his first on-screen as Stan Lee is Mallrats. Man, it took Kevin to... It took another universe, the viewers' universe... For essentially the idea of the MC universe, MCU to really the MCU yeah. to really kind of do like, well, we can put Stan in movies and have him be a different character and blah 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 blah. Oh, it's hey, such a t- uh, such a touching we, thing. Yeah. So Kev Kev gave him his first uh, first opportunity, you know, and we'll put it this way. People who read comic books and have been reading comic books much longer than these movies and and TV shows and all this stuff ever existed, um, 
knew who Stanley was. So I'm not going to sit here and act like nobody knew who Stanley was. But Kevin brought Stanley to the masses. He made people who had no idea who Stanley was know Stanley. And then the movies, of course, the Marvel movies took him to a whole nother stratosphere. But Kev introduced him to not, a, a world of people. Not just the movies. Yeah, not just the movies, though, dude. Uh, I remember, I think, my earliest memory of hearing Stan's voice and hearing it, not reading it in the, in the panels, because there was always, what, Stan's soapbox? Do you remember that in the comics? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't think I've ever, <laughs> to be fair, I was young and I don't think I've ever read them, but I remember this segment being there, yeah. He, um, there was, God, I'm going way back, there was a PlayStation 1 Spider-Man game. I have it. Do you remember this? It was like the, you have it? I have it, I still I mean, have it. PS1, not PS2? I have it. Dude, he narrates that shit. I don't doubt it. He narrates the play. And I think that was my first introduction to hearing Stan's voice. And I remember being like, who's this fucking guy? But then he always introduced the game as, you know, hi there, true believers. Spider-Man co-creator Stan Lee. I'm like, okay. Spider-Man, the video game, 2000. uh, uh, So I would have been about nine years old. Yep. You know, and oh, God, dude, I mean, his, he had a very distinct voice and he had a very distinct, I don't, I want to, I keep repeating it, but he just had optimism. Even when he was, he was 94, 90 Five. years old on what I'm saying, but like, you know, he's been on uh comic book man a couple times yep. and you just see the wonder and, a, and amazement and awe of these grown fucking men just there's one part where they're sitting on the floor, like little kids, just yep. looking up at, like little kids, just yep. looking up at him, and he's he's sitting on the uh, on the counter, just like, you know, all right, well, I know you got some questions, so give me your questions, and they're just like, Stan, what was it, you know, the when Gwen Stacy died, whose decision? He's like, oh, gee, always gonna ask me that. Like, he just, I mean, he wrote some of the best uh, best modern day stories yep. of, of of ever i mean it, he is a mark twain he is a shakespeare he's a disney he's he's all of it with with love and humor and you saw that in every single cameo he you know sometimes his cameos were a bit of a joke um well, I, I was just about to ask you which one's your favorite because I know I know I think I know I'm got three in mind that are my favorite. I'm not sure. I I think I'm leaning towards one, but I got like my top three favorite funny ones. He's in all of them are great, but yeah. my my top three. Do you want me to tell you mine? You start yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna give you my top three, and I think I'm gonna end with the one that is my favorite, but. Before I get there, actually, the one thing I noticed from looking at this, too, is it looks like in some of these where I think the character had had no name, he's listed as Stan Lee instead of, like, (laughs) bystander or a guy on a bus. He's listed as Stan Lee, which I think is Mm -hmm. pretty cool. But, um, so, number three, see, number three and number two are the hard ones for me. 
because it's hard. They, they interchange in terms of what order, but I'll, I'll start with the judge at the beauty pageant in Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. I think that's fucking hysterical. <laughs> um, do you remember which one I'm talking? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, when he gives a when he gives a perfect ten and he has like this look of oh on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the one that I know is his favorite because he said in interviews that I've heard is the yeah. stripper DJ in Deadpool, the first Deadpool, which is awesome. But I think my favorite is himself as an old war veteran in Age of Ultron and he's sitting around <laughs> drinking with Thor and he's like Thor's drinking whatever that shit was that he brought from Asgard and he's like I can handle it Sonny I said through Omaha Beach or some shit like that I forget the exact words but and then like the next scene is him like carrying him out and he's like Excelsior and he's all fucked up after having like a mouthful of this stuff and just cracks yeah. me up to see because <laughs> I I don't think he was a drinker. And so I doubt that was... I think that was completely out of character for Stan. <laughs> you know? And well, I think maybe, that's why I like it so that, much. M- maybe that was in character because he wasn't a drinker. Yeah, well, yeah. But I meant just seeing Stan all fucked up like that, you know? Um, I, you know, I can agree. Um, mine, um, there's... I don't have a particular order. Uh, there's one of them. I want to say it's Spider-Man Three. Okay. Which, for the most part, is not an amazing film. No pun intended. You're talking about the Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. There's one. There's a scene where Toby is like looking at the like a newspaper or something, and Stanley comes up next to him and says, "You know, I guess it's true." Some people can change the world, and then he and then Toby McGuire looks at him like looks about him, but like he's gonna say something, and Stanley just goes, "Enough said," and walks away. Oh, and I think every cameo is amazing, Definitely. but I think in that particular one that sums um up perfectly. Yeah, Be- because he wasn't, you know. He like we talked about, and and like I said, I love every cameo, and I love your picks. But he, I don't, I don't, in my own mind, he is not going to be a judge at a, at a uh, beauty pageant. He's not going to be a DJ uh, at, a strip club. At, at a strip club. That's right. Um, but that's what makes it he, so awesome. Is That's what this, makes it hysterical. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like saying this, this perfect angel of, a, of an old man and making him sort of a, a lech. It just goes against time, but you know deep down. I mean, he was a man. He loved. He loved people, and he loved. He loved. You know, he loved sex probably just as much as we did. But we don't look at him in that in that aspect. I we also, look at him as the kindly old grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. And then there's the one that surprised me the most that I didn't see coming at all. I think and, I know what you're gonna pick. Go ahead. What is it? Well, he had a cameo in Princess Diaries too. I've never seen that, so I have to go with no on that. That's not the one I was okay. going with. But um, no, it's Big Hero Six. That I had a feeling was going to happen um, because even though Big Hero Six is more is a manga comic book as well as an animated film, it is technically part of the MCU, but it's it's an alternate part of. The oh, MCU so is it? I didn't know that. 
I, I honestly yeah. didn't know that. So in it, did you see the movie? Oh, well, yeah, that's how I know about it because I've seen it, but it, I've only seen it once and it was a while ago at so, this point. So he's not in the movie. He's in the bonus scene after the credits because right. of course he is. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> the because like I said, it's an alternate world because it's if um, Japan hadn't been hit by the atom bomb. So it's a hybrid of Tokyo and San Francisco. It's called San Francisco. Hmm, I don't think I realized. I believe so you. So if, if you rewatch it, it's a lot of to. Tokyo influences, as well as there's the the monocar um, in San Francisco. I'm, I'm, I know I fucked it up, and I'm a resident, but I fucked it up. Um, but it, it looks like Bay Area and Jap Japan mixed together. But there's a character actually voiced by, I think, T.J. Miller, actually. Um, I think T.J. Miller plays a character in it. I think he does. Yeah, I'm trying and, to find it. And this guy, T.J. Miller's character, and the reason why we're talking about it is because we're both like we've talked about T.J. Miller a couple of times, and it's not the yeah. greatest delight. Um, his character is super like wealthy, and but comes off like like a like a weird homeless guy. But he's just like I just like to dress this way, and um, he always talks about his father, and you never see his father. And there's a portrait in the background. Of this guy with his mother and his father, his father. Yes. Yeah. And at the end of it, in the bonus credits, he's visited by his father, who gives him this cryptic thing of like, I do it too. And it's all about like how he wears his underwear inside out. Okay. And you're just like, what the fuck? I mean, that is by far one of the strangest Stanley cameos. But I did bring up another one, which was, um, by the way, these are not my top three. Uh, these are just others. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was in Princess Diaries too, which is so fucking bizarre because you watch it, and then he he it's like a royal wedding for fucking Anne Hathaway's character, and he shows up as a guest in, and he's doing like a fucked up European accent or something, and um, and he kind of comes off like drunk, so like they're like, okay, we need to go back, sit down. <laughs> Which is, it's before Disney bought the MCU. So he was already in the Disney world before Marvel was. Yeah. Do you know he, for Big Hero 6, it was a TV series? It looks like it only ran like a season or two, but he reprised yeah, his role. Yeah, we, we got that at work. He reprised really? it. Really? I'm going to have yeah. to watch that. It does, it's, it's, not a, it's not a CGI animated film. It looks like it's a 2D animated film. Okay. Um, but we got that at work, and I was like, why the fuck did they make this? And then I'm like, all right, well, now I'm going to watch it. Just for Stanley, I'm going to watch Just it. Just for Stan, yeah. Um, Here? So my, other, my other two... No, please, uh, yeah. Um, I think my other two, and strictly MCU cameos, not not uh, Mallrats, not anything else. Um, I like the one where he's in Daredevil. And it shows him about to cross the street, and Daredevil's a kid, and he's already been blinded. Yes, and he stops yes. him with his walking stick, and then saves Stanley because Stanley's uh, about to cross the street with a newspaper in his hand. Yep, and then he looks around, and he's like, "How the fuck did this kid know yep. to stop me?" And I, and he always kind of looks like bewildered. A lot of his cameras, he just looks bewildered. But I think. My one of my all-time favorites, definitely my top three, is in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Oh no, the Amazing Spider-Man One. I'm sorry, 
in the Amazing Spider-Man one, he plays a librarian. Yep. And Spider-Man and the Lizard are destroying the classroom or the library in back of him. And Stan is listening to classical music yes, on headphones. I remember that. Totally unaware that there's this destruction going on behind him. And the point is, is that at one point the lizard throws like a table at Stan and Spider-Man catches it with his web and pulls it back. So you see this giant table rush towards Stan, Stan's not aware, and then, and then Spider-Man saves him. And I think... I think that's beautiful. I think that I think some of my treasured memories are of of him and Spider Man because you know I was always going to be a Batman fan, but for Marvel, I'm always going to be a Spider Man fan. And without yeah. Stanley, there would never be a Spider Man. No, oh no, not at all. Um, I'm looking to see because there was talk that they they had filmed um, Stan's cameos mm-hmm. so that. You know, when this day came, we'd get more stand for a while. They'd be prepared. Yeah, and I'm, but I've never heard that confirmed. I always heard that as a rumor, and I'm having trouble um, confirming it. I think it been confirmed. I think actually, um, James Gunn filmed a bunch for him because they like James Gunn filmed the one that was put in Doctor Strange where Stan is on the bus and he's reading, I want to say he's reading a um, Carl Sagan book, which was the inspiration of how, of the, of the um, look of Dr. Strange, all the crazy tie dye and, and uh, colors and everything. And he reads, he's like, what a bunch of baloney or whatever the fuck he says. Um, so James Gunn, I think filmed like five scenes, five P uh, post-credit scenes. For future films, but you know what? The one I just want to see is at the end of Captain Marvel or Avengers Infinity fucking War, or I'm just going to call it Avengers Infinity Four at this Fine. point. Sure, um, yeah. Um, there needs to be a bonus scene of every single cameo piled up in a little compilation. I don't care if it's five minutes. Yeah, you know, I just want to see that. I want the, I want to be sobbing uncontrollably at the end of an Avengers film because of Stan. Because you know, it'll just be it, it, that's it. That's it. You, There's no you more. Just made, you just made me think of something I actually want to see, and I'm I am not the man to do it because I don't have the technical knowledge or ability. Um, I want a still shot, like a picture of Stan fading, like they did at the end end of Infinity War. As like a goodbye tribute, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really want him turning to dust, man. I want no, him. But, I want to. But for Stan, that's fitting, and it's not because of anything. But he's going out the Marvel way. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's that's what I'm saying. Like he's going out <coughs> via the via the Thanos snap. He's not going out, you know, it, in some shitty way. He's <laughs> just snap yeah. him out. Let him go. And- you, you know, speaking of, of the Marvel way, there was it. a rumor. There was a rumor that all of his cameos were one character. And okay. they Marvel kind of confirmed it because there was this theory 
that what if the Marvel movie version of Stanley is actually, I know I'm going to fuck it up, Uatu, U-A-T-U, and he's known as the Watcher. And the Watcher... Oh. <laughs> That's bear <with> awesome. Me. <laughs> the Watcher is basically an alien and he's i think he's part i'm reading on this article he's part of a race that as the name implies observes the universe and records everything that happens and he is specifically assigned to watch over the events of earth though he doesn't meddle in its affairs so that would explain why he's in every single marvel film he is not part of the plot but he's there to observe watch write down and and just send it out okay to, wait and but but to fuel this theory in guardians of the galaxy volume three i'm sorry volume two it shows him in space yep touch talking to the other watchers it's yep. that's that species so he's telling him he's like and then i was also a fedex delivery guy so what I imply, what I uh, imagine was that he is that he's not a watcher, but he's been assigned by the watchers to do the exact same job. And he was giving them his report. All right. Well, I, I have several things on that point to talk about, and that's not because of my opinion. I So for those not following along with us, there is a there is a Wikipedia called Stan Lee's Cameos. So it has its own Wikipedia page. The first line in Stan Lee cameos says, Stan Lee portrayed himself as an informant for the Watchers, keeping watch and detailing the events that take place on Earth within the Marvel Cinematic Universe media franchise. Lee appeared in every installment of movies from Iron Man up to and including the untitled Avengers film in 2019. According to Joe Russo, Lee's cameos were filmed consecutively with cameos already filmed for the release in, in for the release in 2019. That will be our last visual stand cameo, if I'm understanding it. Avengers now, 4. The, the new Avengers, yeah. Um, now, the other thing that's really neat on here is he apparently filmed an audio cameo for Ralph Breaks the Internet. So he's going to be in Ralph Breaks the Internet as a voice. So we'll get we will get Stan there, um, and that's that's gonna be it, I think. At least unless there's unless these other ones you were talking about, because I'd heard the same things you heard and you were just talking about. So unless those things come to light somewhere, the last time we'll see them is Infinity Four, you know, as you've been calling it. Well, maybe they had. Um filmed them and they already supplied them like they had done it in advance back when like maybe post Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 yeah so maybe it was Doctor Strange maybe it was Black Panther maybe it was this maybe it was that maybe it was Not, this. so maybe they're like alright here's you know. two connections directly to our you know our neck of the words woods in our thing where he um <laughs> he's well, he's in Jane Bob's super groovy cartoon movie as Stan Lee right. asking Buttman and Chronic to join the the Avengers initiative, mm-hmm. which would be hysterical <laughs> itself. And then apparently he's in Yoga Hosers. 
Uh, yes, I actually can confirm that. I, 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 because I've seen yoga hoses. So have I. I just uh, forgot. <laughs> yeah, he, the girls call 911, and he is the 911 operator. Oh, and they say, <laughs> we're getting attacked by a bunch of Bratsies or something akin to that. And he said, sure, Bratsies. And then he hangs up on them and says, God damn yoga hosers. Yeah, that sounds Which like a again, lot. him swearing just sort of seems a little like, oh, anti Stan. Yeah. 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 It's anti Clive Stanlick. I don't know. You know, it's it's funny. Kevin tells this story about Ke- about Stan came over to the house to do an episode of something. I want to say Fat Man on Batman, but it really doesn't matter. It was one of the. Well, he, did, he did do an episode of Fat Man on Batman. No, so he. It's probably that. It, it, he's done several of Kevin's shows, so it might have been Smodcast. It doesn't matter which one. That's not the point of the story. He was over there to do one. The way Kevin's house is set up is it's multiple sets of stairs. Like, it's... it's. You ever seen, like, a bi-level a or tri-level house where, like, different yes. rooms are on different floors? Okay. His house is designed this way, and I know that because he's talked about it, and then if you watch the episode of Tank that he was on where they built a gigantic fucking fish tank for his turtles, they kind of walk you through the house. And he so. has a pool or something on like the third floor or some shit. If I yeah, remember. it's on the third floor, but it's outside. Well, it's also and, because that's yeah. how Ben Affleck had it, because it was originally right. Affleck's house. Right, it's Affleck's house. Um, or old house, whatever. But anyway, the point being is that's how his house is set up. So there's a lot of stairs, and it's all tile and stuff. There's no carpeting or whatever. And... Stan, at that point in his life, had a, I don't want to use the word handler, but I don't have a better one, but he had a guy that walked around with him everywhere he went, you know, like a younger, like an assistant, but sure, was also there to make sure he didn't kill himself, no, no, which I don't mean to joke about today, but still, you know, and apparently, right. you know, Kev's standing at the top of the stairs and Stan's walking down the stairs after they're done recording whatever they were recording. And he turns to say something to Kev and starts to fall backwards down the stairs. And his assistant was right there to catch him and, like, center him. And as far as Kev tells the story, Stan didn't even notice. Like, that's that's how quickly they caught him and kept him. But the point of telling the story is when Kev's telling this story on, I want to say, Babylon, he's like, I almost killed Stan. I almost was responsible for the death of our, you know, like... You know, and and so here we are, you know, how many years later, whatever it was, two, three, four years later, you know, because it wasn't that long ago, um, mourning him anyway, you know? Yeah. I mean, shit, dude. The first episode, our pilot episode, I told you that you actually sounded a little bit like Stan Lee. You did. So he is rooted forever with Potaskew. <laughs> Well, for many reasons, not just that. Every reason, every reason, uh, not to mention, we always have to do a Marvel reference. But you know, he he was there first episode. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, it's like I said early on in this episode. You don't you don't get what we have without Stan. You don't get here. You don't have Kevin. You don't because you because here. I mean, let's run the quick chain of chain of events. You don't have, um, oh God, how did I just blank on his name? Um, Walter, without comic books. 
And even though his first interaction with Kevin about comic books was Batman, you still don't have Walter. So then you don't have Walter talking to Kevin, who gets him in the Batman, who gets him, you know, balls deep in all the stuff that he's into. You know, so... And then... Do you know what I mean? Like, hey, I got I know. I'm just, I'm just laughing balls deep in the comics. Like, all right. Yeah, I'm trying to, trying to not make this completely a, uh, a little bit of levity. I, I hear you. Yeah. Um, we're certainly not doing our normal shtick, and we shouldn't be. This is. It's not. Well, the day. I think we. I think in also some ways. I mean, Stanley didn't die tragically. He died. Well, yeah. He died peacefully, and, and like I said, he he always was in a good mood. I think he may not agree with everything we're saying, but you know he was friends with Kevin, and Kevin has a worse vocabulary than us. Oh yeah, you know Definitely. I I think I I don't think you know I'll give you another one of my favorite cameos. There's the show Entourage. Did you yeah, ever watch never, it? No, I, maybe an episode, but I not really. But I know the show. I know it's exists. It exists, and I know the premise of it. So, for those who don't know, Entourage was a show about a fictional movie star in our real world. So, his name is Vincent Chase, and he is just the new runner-up. He's basically inspired by Mark Wahlberg, but if you really look at it, he's kind of more inspired by Tobey Maguire. But yeah. the inspiration is Marky Mark, um, and. A- about how he's interacting with real actors and movie stars and rappers and all that shit from our world. So he's real on the show, but he's fake to us, but he's interacting in real world. He's essentially, it's, it's like a weird, another alternate universe in Hollywood, essentially. And there's a part, I want to say the season before the season finale, whatever the fuck that was, seven, six, who gives a shit? He gets addicted to cocaine and starts dating, um, a porn star, uh, Sasha Gray. And they talk about how they want to make Vincent Chase a superhero in a movie. Because he was supposed to play Aqua. He did play Aquaman at one point early in the career. The fictional Aquaman, not the right. current one. Momoa. And they were talking about maybe making, having Sasha, uh, Sasha Gray as the, as like the, the girlfriend assistant, giving her a cameo. So they go to have a business meeting with Stan Lee and Stan Lee true to the character that we think of Stan Lee is just an optimistic, happy, go lucky, innocent old man. And you could tell he's trying to play Sasha. She's like, he's like, so are you an actress? And she's like, yes, I am an actress. He's like, Oh, have you been in any movies that I've seen? And she's like, I don't think so. There are a lot of not. really small independent films um, and he's like, oh, I love independent films. And then there's a scene later where they talk about the interaction, mostly about how Vinny, uh, Vincent Chase is like coked up, bringing a porn star and like his agents freaking out at him. And she said, I, I think he finally realized who I am and what I do. And he turned beet red. And honestly, if I could throw in another one of my favorite cameos, it's that. The show, I'm a fan because I sort of got wrapped into it. You have sure. to start it and you finish it. The show itself is kind of awful and very shallow. <laughs> it's, it's a really right, no. shallow show, but the, the beauty of it is all the cameos. And Stan Lee's was definitely up there. Um, Not to go off on a tangent. That's what I'm, 
But I love the fact that that show launched Jeremy Piven and not the guy that starred in the show, which I think is hysterical. Yeah, but, um, that guy, Adrian Grenier. Uh, he, I like him. I've seen him in some other stuff, and I like him, but it launched Jeremy Piven. <laughs> well, Jeremy Piven had already started his career with John Cusack. They were childhood friends. Yeah, but he so, wasn't. But, but Entourage yeah. made him famous. And although I don't even know what happened, but like Piven had his own uh, Me Too allegations against him. I've heard that, yeah. And he sort of like disappeared uh, since then. But uh, I, I mean, on a separate note, I love Jeremy Piven, but it's funny how like uh, what I love the most about it is um, there's the actor Kevin Dillon is in the show. And Kevin Dillon is the real life brother of Matt Dillon. Right. Who is like, and so Kevin Dillon is basically playing the less talented, less famous brother of Vincent Chase, just like how he is in real life. <laughs> and that didn't do shit for his career either. I mean, maybe they, every actor on Entourage of the main group had a career for a while and enjoyed it. I mean, fuck the one of the main actors also directed that new piece of shit John Travolta Gotti movie. The guy who plays E directed Gotti. But oh, anyways, boy. we're we're going we're going off on yeah, the yeah. fucking thing. I mean, Today, today's about uh, Stan. Today's about Stan. This is about Stan. Um yeah, man. I will I really what I want to do above all right now is go to Jersey and play Spider-Man the first game with you. <laughs> just 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 to hear Stan Lee being like, All right, you believe us, swing across to that New York State. Like anytime you uh, want to come out, you're welcome. You know that. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to do some serious uh, watching on YouTube today of all those clips, all those cameos. Um, let me give you a uh, trivia question. I think I asked you this on episode. Let's see if you remember it. Uh, sure. Stan, Stanley had a cameo uh, where he played an actual character that he wrote. You've asked me this before. Yeah. Um, fuck. Do you remember it? I'm trying to remember. Um, fuck. No, I, I don't. It was Fantastic Four. The one the with guy outside the, Bruce, the the Baxter building, the, the doorman. It was named, I can't the, remember. I think, he, I think he was the mailman. I think it was Billy Lumpkin, I want to say. Speaking of mailman, was... speaking of mailman, I just remember one of my cameos I love that I forgot about. Now do you say that? And that's from Civil War. And it's uh-huh. at the end, and he's delivering the phone that Steve Rogers is sending to Tony Stark. And he's like, is there a Tony Stank here? Or Yeah. And Rhodey's Ro- like, yes, yeah. yes, this is Tony Stank right here. By the way, never, never, ever letting this go. Yeah, yeah, I just love that. That's... <laughs> <laughs> well, he, there's his, he also had some great cameos in Iron Man 1 and 2, where in the first one, he's uh, confused for Larry King. Yep. Yep. And then the second one, he's confused Hef. for Hugh Hefner. Yep. Yep. Now, ironically, though, you would have thought, and I think on the actual, and I'd have to go back and pull the movies up, but I think in the actual credit, like in the scroll, it says... Larry it King. says Larry King and Hugh right. Hefner, yeah. On IMDb, it says Stan Lee. It doesn't yeah. say. You know, I wonder if they. Ch- I wonder if IMDb changed his page today and made it all Stan Lee. 
No, because some of them still have names. Some of the ones, okay. the ones that have names, like um, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, Gary, the guy in the window, like get away from that car, you punk, or turn that alarm off, you punk. He's yelling out the uh, window like, at him. Don't make me come down there, you punk. Right, and then the woman yells across the the thing, "Hey, Gary, how are you?" or something to that effect. So it still says Gary on IMDb. Uh, what I love is that it's an old woman yelling at him. He says, "Margaret, how's your mother?" It's like, yeah. how old is his mother? <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like uh, an ancient old woman, like, oh, Gary, how are you? She's like, how's your mother? Like, yeah. what? You know, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds has to do something. You know, he he's always acknowledging Stan and the whole Deadpool. Like, and it's okay if he's making fun of it because it's, it's Deadpool and it's Ryan Reynolds and you know what's meant with love. You know? But it's also him... It's also him gra- uh, pulling uh, Stanley into the Deadpool universe because yeah. Stanley didn't do anything with Deadpool. He had nothing to do with it. Right. But you know, all, all it was just offering an all branch, extending the all branch to a man who was beloved by everybody, but every universe accepts him. Like, honestly, I'm surprised that Stanley isn't in a, uh, um, DC movie. Although I want to say, oh, actually he is. Well, I got the I list right here. I didn't tell you this. I saw T Titans go to the movies. Oh, did you? Yeah, we got it at work, and it is pretty fucking awful. But it's, don't tell Tara it's, Strong it's that because she's she was on Fat Man Beyond this week, and she and both her and Kevin love it. She's in it. I mean, I, I just, I don't. I mean, she's in everything. But it's, it's, well, yeah. My whole yeah. thing. My whole thing is, I think I was expecting it a little bit more serious, and it is very, very, Can't very be. childish. Yeah, it's supposed no, to be. It, I mean, it's for like kids, like nine to fourteen, and and big fans. And I mean, I was entertained because there's a lot of DC connections. But Stanley shows up and being like. I'm Stan Lee. I'm here for my cameo. And, they're, and then they're like, cameo? He's like, oh, no, I'm in the wrong universe. And then he, like, takes off. You're like, <laughs> so he is. And that's that's another thing. I mean, even though the movie wasn't wasn't my cup of tea, if anybody loves it, all the power to you. But you got a little bit of a Stan Lee cameo in a DC film. He's in Jay Muse's movie. Which one? Hasn't come out yet. It's called Madness in the Method. Is you know I actually I heard a rumor that maybe I, I don't remember if Kevin said it or or if he wrote it but I want to say there was a cameo written for uh, Jim and Bob reboot. There was, and there was also one for the Mallrats TV series that. Yeah. Yeah. Mallrats. Mallrats. Yep. I uh, honestly, I really fucking hope he managed to film it. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I really don't. You know, at least we got yoga hosers, you know, which yoga hosers also spawns another cameo. It also has Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Would you be okay if at the end of Jane Silent Bob reboot, like at the credits, it says in memory of Stan? I'd be okay with every movie doing that. (laughs) Yeah. I I would be honestly okay with every movie for the next five years 
saying in memory of Stanley, you know, whether it's a fucking Western or a goddamn zombie <laughs> apocalypse film, I want that. Well, that won't happen, but I I guarantee you if I was if I was gonna bet any many amount of money that means anything to me, Jane Silent Bob reboot will have that and so will Infinity Wars four. Whatever oh, they're For sure. I mean, not to not to I mean, yeah, fuck it. It's a pun. Stanley was marvelous. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You yeah. know, and every I just you know how you know how people like how Ralph Garman and a lot of the people were reacting to Adam West's death. Oh yeah. This is how I feel. I didn't yeah. feel the same way when Adam West died because I didn't have the same appreciation. Sure. But it's it's the same thing. Like, you know, you and I are both about to fucking sob and we both been fighting back tears just like Ralph did when Adam West did. But you know what? I got a really fucking funny story that happened today. Um I was going through a bunch of bullshit today with my car and I had to take my car to my mother's and blah, blah, blah. And when I told, when I called my mom and said, all right, we're going to get the car towed to this location. Uh, she's like, okay, no problem. Come on out and have lunch. I said, great. Also, um, Stan Lee died. And my mom, I swear this is verbatim. She said, oh, well, I hope, you know, I know he lived long and prospered. And I'm like, mom, it's not fucking William Shatner. It's, what are you talking about? It's Stan Lee. And she's like, well, I know he was strong with the Force. And I'm like, Mom, it's not Star Trek. It's not Star Wars. It's fucking Stan <laughs> Lee. And, uh... and she was on, like, speakerphone in the car. And, St- and Steph and I just fucking laughed so hard. We're like, yeah. of course, Nancy... Of all fucking people, is like, well, may he live long and prosper, and I hope he's one with the force. I'm like, God damn it, Mom! Excelsior! Not said! Anything to fucking bridge it to stand. God damn it. Speaking of Excelsior, I'll share this with you real quick. So, obviously, that was his kind of trademark motto thing, but apparently, and I did not know this, it's also the state motto for New York. The state of New York's motto is, is Excelsior. And I'm I wondering. I did know that. I wonder I, if the. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with I you. I wonder if it, which came first. Uh, yeah, I can't find if they took that from not from Stan, but you know what I mean, because of Stan, or it's just coincidence or what. But I'm I'm gonna try and find some background on on that as well. New York State. Um. But I don't know how much there is more. I mean, there, there, there's so much to say, but at the same time, I don't know how much more we can say without just saying the same shit over and over again. Like, if we tried to go through his entire career, we're going to be here until next year because the list of, I'm looking at the list of shit that he's worked on and been a part of. It's, it's fucking longer than Liam Neeson's cock. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> The one thing Liam Neeson's cock can't beat. Yeah. <laughs> Liam, Liam Neeson's cock is so big. It's How so big small, is it? It's still smaller than Stan Lee's resume. <laughs> you need to send that to 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 uh, um, Neeson Cock Online or NeesonCock.com. Neeson you need to send that in for about okay, a Okay, so here's... Uh, did you know what Excelsior means? 
Yeah, it's um I just had it up. It's um hold on. It's a Latin meaning it's a Latin word meaning higher, superior, lordly, commonly translated as ever upward. And if yeah. that's not fucking Stanley, I I don't know what so, else is. I just found some information that I wanna pass on. Now I wanna preface this with there's a big huge disclaimer on his Wikipedia right now that says that some of the information on here may not be accurate for the simple fact that the, this person has just passed away today and it's being highly edited like every second. And that tends to happen when somebody passes, apparently. So I want to mm-hmm. put that out there. But it says here that he died at age of 95 at Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles today after being rushed there in a medical emergency earlier in the day. And that's all there is about it. But that, I was hoping he just went quietly in his sleep, and it doesn't sound like that's what happened, which is sad. Oh, shit. He, he deserved better. He did. Um, for the record, Excelsior is on the Great Seal of State of New York. I saw that. And it was, I think, I think it was officially adopted in 1901. So, so as old as Stan was, I think New York got it beat by about, yeah, you know, 20 years. 20 years. So. Yeah. But what that's was all right. Actual, it, was, it was Stan Lieberman, I want to say? Yes. Yes. Lieberman. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, no, no, Lieber. Just Lieber. Yeah. Just Lieber? Okay. So yeah. Stan Lieber. So, I mean, I think he did. I mean, he will always be Stan Lee, but, you know, I, I have to. I mean, he was definitely, he was Jewish. So, Lachayim. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, no, I'm not trying to make a joke of it. I, I mean, know you're I. Not. I it was just, it you just know. took me by surprise. That's all. <laughs> but he, that was also, it was important the fact that even though I'm sure he had his faith or whether he didn't have his faith, he was a non practicing Jew or he was a practicing Jew, you know, I gotta, I, if I was at his tombstone, I would put a stone on, on the, on the grave, which is a, a sign of respect for, for the Jewish people. Yep. Um, you know, um. I, all right, well, let's let's give the guys some some serious props. Let's go through his rundown. Spider-Man, The Incredible Hulk, The Fantastic Four, fucking uh, the X-Men. I mean, Doctor the list Strange, goes on. Doctor Strange. Black Panther, Ant-Man, Iron Man. Those, the, those are the ones right on the list. Uh, maybe. I'm just looking at it. It's a short list, the one I'm looking at, but yeah. I mean, and and not to mention the villains. I mean, Spider-Man's rogue gallery, which we've talked about many, many times, rivals the Batman rogue gallery. I mean, if you didn't have Spider-Man's rogue gallery, you just had Batman's rogue gallery. Spider-Man, uh, uh, Stan Lee made heroes, but as always, the villains were more interesting and they were tragic. Doctor Doom is a tragic character. Um, I even think Incredible Hulk started out as a villain, and then he, and then Stan threw in some humanity in him, yeah. made him, a, made him a tragic monster with a with a genius IQ when he's a human. You know, I mean, you could tell there's some inspiration. There's Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, and Frankenstein's monster, but well, I think there's you know, some reality in what you know, um, Kev wrote for him in Mallrats. You know, those lines that you were referring to earlier when he's talking to Brody about Dr. Doom and the thing and that kind of thing. You know, no pun intended, that kind of thing, though. They're talking about those things. 
even though Kevin wrote those lines as a script and for the movie, there's got to be some degree of truth to that, don't you think? I almost want to say that that cameo may have been written originally for someone else and then through this connection met Stan and then rewrote the dialogue to make it work. Because uh, I, I, remember re- I remember it was someone, I want to say it could have been like Mark Hamill or someone, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, Stan Lee fits the whole story arc as a whole better than someone Mark Hamill would. You know what I mean? Mm. I think they needed someone who was geek-like and god-like for the geek world. It could have been Adam West. Right, but the fact that that Brody was such a comic collector and then to have the ultimate comic writer be the one to kind of mentor him through that that thing with um, Shannon Doherty's character, you know... I don't know. I'm I'm trying to find the, the Stanley Mallrats quote so we can. Uh, oh, it, it's long. It's like a soliloquy almost. That's all right. Let's let's see if we can end this on a on a happy note with uh, the I words know. of Stan. Okay, you know I think you ought to. Oh wait wait wait. Um, well, I'm trying to find the the beginning. It. Um, play the clip probably. You could just play the clip for the whole. Just play play the clip for for the episode. Um, let's take a let's let's pretend like we just heard it. No, oh no, I'm gonna go play it. <laughs> oh, you're gonna play it now? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys, we're editing as we're fucking recording. Well, that's all right. They can they won't know any difference because that'll all be gone. You don't I need want... to see how the sausage is made. Uh, it's four minutes. Maybe I'm not playing it. <laughs> Yeah. Well then let me just let me just uh, say Well what part here? Hold on. Hold on. Hey, look at that couple. Boy, they sure seem to be in love, huh? You know what's with that? That's the second time you've commented on couples in love. Well, I, I like that sort of thing. Tell me, do you have a girlfriend, Brody? Had one. We just broke up. The thing. Is this dork made of orange rock like the rest of his body? <laughs> it's a superhero secret. Tell me, Brody, uh, why did you and your girlfriend break up? She was a pain in the ass. She wanted me to be this typical boyfriend guy. Said I was too into my own world of comics and all. Yeah, I can relate. There was a time when it was all about comics for me. You know, I, I had a girl probably the same as yours. She always complained that I spent too much time with my own comics. And, uh... Eventually, we broke up. See, what did she know? Here you are now, a legend in the field. Probably had a slew of women censor, am I right? Oh, lots of women. Jagger and me, we had a running contest to see who had the most. Matter of fact, last time I looked, I was way ahead. Damn, that's hot! (laughs) But I never forgot that girl. Well, did you ever get back together with her? One day, I found out she got married. I had blown it. I had uh, missed my window. What'd you do? I went on with my life. I created some special new superheroes. Uh, They were characters that reflected my own heartbreak and my own regrets. How so? Dr. Doom wears body armor to conceal his own mangled form, right? Yeah. Okay. That was me beneath the armor. The Hulk. A normal guy one minute, a rage of emotions the next. Just like me when I thought about what I'd given up. So you created each character as a way to deal with your one big regret. Yeah, the girl that got away. Look, 
Do yourself a favor, Brody. Don't wait. Because all the money, all the women, even all the comic books in the world, they can't substitute for that one person. I don't know. All the comics in the world? Trust me, true believer. Excelsior, enough said. Rest in peace, Dan. Yeah.